0: Welcome to episode number 84 of the Better Yet Podcast. I'm Tim Crisp, your host, Better Yet. This is a long-form interview podcast featuring musicians talking about influence, talking about writing, and talking about being around. All right, how are we doing out there? Things are finally, finally starting to normalize over here at Better Yet HQ this new year. That we are already a month into. It finally feels real. I've been a little inactive. Took a breather at the end there. And it's a slow time now for touring. slow time for really any activity. So I've been sitting on a backlog. I've been sitting in my living room. Reading and watching Unsolved Mysteries. And it's given me a chance to reset. To re-energize. And here we are. The last interview of that backlog is here alejandra scalani of new holland and pope and the recently departed donovan wolfington is on the show this week And um, my first interview of the year this past weekend another lined up for the weekend upcoming back at it baby it feels so good and it hasn't been a time devoid of excitement though my new show As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, which I'm co-hosting with David Anthony, debuted last week and made a tiny splash. We charted. David sent me a screen cap, and we were the podcast right after Peter Rosenberg's, which is wild as a wrestling fan and a hip-hop fan. That fool is on Hot 97. Are you kidding me? He does the WWE pre-shows. We also got a nice write-up in Podmass, which is the AV Club's podcast blog. It's crazy, this thing that's just an excuse for me and David to hang out, getting coverage. It's nice. And going back, you know, I started Better Yet as a means to get out of a dark place I was bored. I was depressed. I had been fantasizing about having a thing, my own thing, one thing to focus on and put everything in. And it's paid off in so many ways. I love this show, but one thing it did unlock was this piece of me that wanted to do more. And it took some time to figure out that I'm giving it, 120 percent i can scrape off the top and still give 100 and have room for more so that led me to as you were thankful for it thankful for the motivation that has come from making this i've got other things brewing i can't wait to share them with you and you know this part of me that has been unlocked is something that I've been really cherishing the last few weeks, spending time, uh, you know, continuing to be motivated and and thinking about things, I guess, with a different set of eyes than I was two years ago. You know, I love this show. I love everybody out here listening, everybody who's been on it. This has brought me into contact with some very fine folks, including the fine folks at Jordan's Omelets. Is your brain begging for a vacation from the vacuous and banal culinary content tripe machine? (laughs) Are there ingredients in your chopped mystery covered in a thick layer of dust? Fear not, for a delicious solution is at hand. JordansOmelets.com is whisking new life into the world of online food photography and social media soul-searching. Join Roswell Kids singer-songwriter Jordan Hudkins on an existential quest for big answers and big flavor jordansomlets.com. All right, my guest this week is Alejandro Scalani of New Holland and Pope. Pope is a band whose origins date back to high school in Houston, Texas, where Alex grew up. It fizzled out when he went to school in Boston, but picked back up when Alex left and moved down to New Orleans, where Matt and Atticus' bandmates had relocated. They'd pick Pope back up, and Alex would join Donovan Wolfington and start a project called New Holland, which started out just as some iPhone recordings, but it's grown into a full-fledged venture. New Holland would release the LP Alligator at the end of 2017 on community records, less than a month after Pope's newest LP, True Talent Champion, would be released. Alex is a busy one and is also a real sweetie. We had a lovely conversation, and we'll get to it but we'll start with a song. This is Common Ordinary, followed by my interview with Alejandro Scalani. i just read i just read her horoscope oh really because
1: she's stressed out Aww.
0: and i'm stressed out so i'm trying to figure out like
1: i'm always stressed out yeah yeah
0: what's your what's your sign
1: i'm an aquarius yeah mm-hmm.
0: y- y'all are aquarius my experience with aquarius is that like y'all are stressed out but you never y- you always feel like you're oversharing. oh yeah you, of course <laughs>
1: And, I'll never talk about it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because like I, I've had so many experiences with with who, who don't share their stress, and then whenever they do, they think that they
1: overdid it. I'm like, no,
0: <laughs> I want to know what's going no, on in your. Head. Can't. No, yeah.
1: You No, you swallow it deep and uh-huh. you just don't uh-huh. tell oh, anyone. <laughs> that sounds so great.
0: I think because I'm a Sagittarius. Okay. And I think I think that there's a winter thing. I think like the. The Sagittarius, Capricorn, and Aquarius block. It's mm. just like I think we got it the hardest. Personally. Yeah.
1: Well, um, my Matt, the other you know bandmate in Pope, uh-huh. is a Capricorn, and you know maybe that's why we mesh well. He's also very stressed out. Yeah. Kind of a pacer. Uh-huh. All the time. So how does it go?
0: How does it go in the when it comes to to ban stuff when you're especially when you're traveling is it is, is one of you have to take the reins on like no we got it we're gonna be good
1: um i feel like with pope matt is pretty you know mama bear sort of situation yeah um but we've known each other for like i don't know since we were f- 15 years old yeah you grew up together right um yeah in houston in well houston. I met him in high school. Okay. Um he met Atticus the drummer. I mean they've been neighbors since they were not even a year old. Oh for real? Mhm. Like so a house crazy. apart on the street in Houston. Uh-huh. Um and they've been playing music together forever.
0: Were you in the city proper?
1: Yes. Houston. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Is that where you were born
1: too? <clears throat> yeah, born in Houston. Your folks still there? Um no, my folks actually live in France right now. What my, are they doing there? uh my dad's working right over there for right now. When did I lived he go? there when I was fifteen for about a year. Oh yeah, um, did you like just, it? no, it no. was just a bad time. Why? It was like uh, you know, I just started school, I like high school. It was uh-huh. like an art school in Houston, and I was like playing guitar and yeah, it was great and then after freshman year, it was like, okay, we're moving uh-huh to. It's like right outside of Paris for like three years and it just kinda of rocked my world a little bit. And yeah, I was just angsty sure. and pissed and you've
0: been in the you've been in the same place your entire life. Yeah. You've well known. it was
1: like, you know, it's such a tender time. Right. Fifteen, sixteen, yeah. like yeah. um starting to make like new friends. I was like the only kid from my middle school. They went to this art school and like uh-huh. um I don't know, making friends is hard, and when you like finally do yeah. and you're like, Okay, say goodbye. Um, Wild. Yeah. So I went over there and went to like this, the, the American school of Paris and it was uh-huh. just very like 80s movie, high school, the locker rooms and the hallways and oh, like yeah, the sports sure. and this and that. And maybe I thought that because I was going to like a very different sort of high school before that, uh-huh, where it uh-huh. was just like arts and dance and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, But I did not like it. I ended That's up moving moving back after, you know, the school year and going uh-huh. back to this art school
0: well who'd you move in with
1: my older sister oh wow um and then eventually my parents came back just because uh-huh. like i don't know i have a little sister too and like yeah. the timing was just real bad yeah but uh now since i've graduated and my little sister is in college she's actually going to school here uh-huh um you know, my parents were like, "Okay, this now we can go do this thing." My yeah. dad can go do this thing. He so to they do. liked it out there, and they wanted. Oh yeah, to I stay. mean, my dad was born—well, my stepdad—born um, uh-huh. in London, and like, oh okay, just loves Europe and yeah. being close to his family over there. Oh
0: and, okay, so that makes a lot more sense. It's not yeah, like, yeah. Because like, my my folks live in Dublin now. Oh wow! So my dad's like finishing out his career <laughs> over there, but he uprooted my little sister Mm -hmm. when she was 15
1: so she was just like
0: no like no chance do i want to do this see that
1: was that was me 15 Mm -hmm. that's the feeling yeah Yeah.
0: she she's doing okay she like you know it it worked out well for her i think she wants to stay there okay but um it's a thing love it or hate it it's wild though having them far away yeah i'm not i'm not used to it at (laughs) all (laughs) how long have they been over there
1: uh, a little over a year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there is definitely that feeling of like sometimes. Um, I mean, I communicate with them, a f- you know fair amount. Yeah. But it's like, man, I wish I could just go home like tomorrow and like go to my house and mom and dad are there. Yeah. And it's like I don't have to think about anything. Right. 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 But
0: right. or just like the like, I just want to go out for thirty six hours. Yeah. And just hang out and then leave. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there's an entire continent and ocean between right, um,
0: yeah, 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 and I even like like talking to my parents now, like it all has to take place between like when I wake up, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and you know two thirty in the afternoon
1: <laughs> definitely. And
0: sometimes I'm like, no, i want I don't wanna talk to anybody before uh, noon. are you yeah. kidding
1: me? But it's like dinner time over there. Yeah,
0: but but your your sister, she. I'm 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 just asking if everybody yeah, yeah. everybody in Houston doing okay? My,
1: yeah, my older brother and older sister live there, and uh-huh. they're kind of you know they were born generation before me, so they're older, and they yeah. have uh, you know each have two kids, and yeah. they're doing great. Yeah, in Houston, you know, when all the rain and flooding happened, they yeah, came yeah. out totally okay. That's good. Um, That's good. Yeah, it was funny because like my sister lives in a neighborhood that people were getting helicoptered out of but her street was pretty okay it seemed very block by block like some places got super affected some didn't but um the whole city like really came together and yeah it was it
0: was was pretty good to see like everybody band together yeah and like work work around the 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 difficulties of uh of the lack of well, I guess Houston, Houston did a lot better than like Puerto Rico. But yeah, yeah, it was
1: all tough to see. Or even like you know living in New Orleans and like yeah, totally hearing, you know, people's experience from Katrina and like seeing what Houston did versus how things got handled in New Orleans. It was just like so different, you know. Yeah.
0: Um, well, New Orleans is crazy because there's just still there's just so much of that that's just abandoned.
1: Yeah, it's still you know. You'll see the houses just still, you know, just wrecked. Uh-huh. Um, there's still a lot of problems in New Orleans. If it, we do get bad rain, um, our like water pump system that's supposed to pump the water from the streets, yeah, not maintained at all. No. Some of them are from the 1920s. Oh wow! Local government was supposed to fix them, and they got money to do it, uh-huh. but they just didn't. So a couple sense. a couple months ago, we got like a, just a random rainstorm. Just uh-huh. it was just raining. It was raining hard. Yeah. But suddenly, like. You know, it flooded really bad, and like people's cars got destroyed, and it was like this thing that the city should have been able to handle. Uh It's like if that hurricane had hit New Orleans and the state it was in when it did hit Houston. Yeah, I mean, I just can't even imagine. Jeez, yeah, crazy city needs to get it together.
0: So you got how how much older are your? older siblings and you said a generation are they, are yeah. they full
1: siblings are they half siblings they're half siblings oh, okay. which i learned when i was 21 wow because um, my older brother came to new orleans to like you know get dinner with me for my birthday and like uh-huh. do this whole thing it was like there's some stuff that you need to know because yeah. you know our mom our mom is you know i think i get my like stuff it deep and don't say anything yeah sure. sort of quality from my mom because she's kind of the same way uh-huh um but there's a lot of things that she, you know, for whatever reason, didn't share with me and my little sister. Uh-huh. Don't know why. But yeah. I learned that, like, you know, my older siblings are half-siblings. They have, you know, a different father who's just a whole mess of a person. Yeah, sure. Um, And uh, my mom did a lot of, like, hopping around. She was born in Argentina. Uh-huh. And, you know, moved to Ecuador where my... Older siblings were born, Uh left this guy who was their father because he was like a crazy alcoholic, not a good dude, Uh moved back, you know, ended up moving to the States, kind of just like dropping everything, Um, met my dad who's uh, born in Mexico and he turned out to be a not so good guy Uh and uh, she dropped everything and, you know.
0: All over again. All over
1: again. Just yeah. all this starting over. It's like, I just don't even understand how uh-huh. she did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it was always for the kids yeah. and, like, you know, making sure we were in a good good place. And, uh-huh.
0: So there's a protectiveness yeah. to it. But also, like, uh, like from your standpoint, like, you could have, like, just clued me in a little bit.
1: Like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Just, just a tiny bit. A tiny little bit. Um And... Yeah, I recently learned she had this bakery in Argentina uh-huh. um, for, like, years. Yeah. I was like, Mom, that's so cool. Like, so I would love to know. if you don't
0: mind me asking, like, when your brother tells you this, like, mm-hmm. do you hit up your mom? and? No,
1: be- just because, like, you know, there's some reason she didn't want to say anything. Yeah. So, I'm not going to, like, pry. Yeah, yeah, Um, It's not like, you know, learning it changed any feelings towards, like, my brother, sister, or my mom wasn't like angry about it. It was just right. like, all right, like you know, this is now. I know more about this family. I'm sure I'm just gonna keep learning more. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, interesting—an interesting conversation. Yeah, for sure. I guess <laughs> it's like,
0: like I don't know. Were you
1: were you hurt? Mm. No, just kind of like you know, like whoa, not really, not yeah. really hurt, just. Just Just kind of of taking it in. Yeah.
0: How do you, you you don't, you can't prepare for that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And it, it's not like, you know, does this change things? No, not Uh really. Like, um, my brother kind of raised me in the whole time. Things were going on with my dad. Like, cause I was born when he was 16 ish. Uh Um, so he was kind of like, not that I really even remember it very well, but like my kind of father figure in a way. Sure. Um, so, yeah, a lot of, you know, crazy things. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, um, w- was there was there music in your life when you were growing up?
1: Um, yeah, I was actually thinking about this on the drive. Because um, I have a memory of, like, my real dad. And he would, like, play this song uh-huh. that I always, like, I just remember, like, really enjoying when he would do it. Yeah. Um, what kind of song was it? Just, like... Uh, um, what's what was the song? What's New Pussycat, I think. Okay. That was the song. Okay. Um and he would play because I would you know my parents were going through their thing. I would see him from time to time. But yeah, this was yeah. like, you know, this thing he would play. Really the only positive memory I have of him. When was the last time you phew, second grade, like a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. Um, don't even know where he is. Um, but um uh-huh. Yeah, we'd play this song. I remember enjoying it a lot. Uh-huh. My older brother had a guitar that I would I you know fool around with a little yeah um he played a little bit too uh huh but my older sister and older brother loved music and like grew up in the eighties and like yeah you know we're huge Cure fans like R E M Depeche Mode I love I love your
0: I love your alls press because it's like man how many Cure shirts this is oh man
1: I I was I don't know if you saw their like fortieth anniversary show they just announced in London it's like Slowdive and Interpol and the Cure and oh my God I want to I saw
0: Interpol open for the Cure in 2004 i think it was right after the self-titled record mm-hmm. came out which i love that record yeah that record gets overlooked i think i think the first lost is on that name? that's the name of the first song on see the i'm record. not
1: is interpolis what you're talking about no 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 the, oh, cure. the cure the cure yeah oh i yeah. i love the I self-titled i can't find myself i can't fi- yeah. that's like
0: the best first cure song on a record i'm putting that on the record now okay that's such a good fucking song <laughs> yeah yeah, the but Cure. I do love
1: do love the Cure a whole lot. Maybe because of like my older brother and sister. I saw yeah. them in middle school. Oh, cool. Um, at the Toyota Center in Houston and my older sister found a way. It's like a huge stadium. Yeah. And we had seats like, you know, like they were in great seats, but they were like, you know, yeah. a level behind the floor. Somehow she found a way in her like crazed fanness uh-huh. to just like get to the front row and she texted me like I can see his sweat. Oh like how God. did I thought you were sitting next to me Amazing. this whole time. Amazing! <laughs> I couldn't
0: even imagine being within like twenty feet of that
1: guy. Yeah, but you know they would dress up back then and like do the hair and the makeup. And yeah. If I go see them, I would do the same thing. Hell my go-to yeah. Halloween costume is Robert Smith. Yeah. I think I did it three oh, yeah. years in a row just because I don't put that much. Well, effort you can into pull the, that off so I do. Easily. I do a little yeah. bit of hair, a little uh-huh. bit of makeup, and perfect. Good to go. Oh, I love that band. So yeah. Much.
0: So you were you you were kind of just like. Taken in whenever, whatever they whatever were was around me, yeah. yeah.
1: And then my stepdad, when he came into the picture, you know, this guy born in London who uh-huh. loved music and, like, you know, actually saw The Cure at his school with uh Susie and the Banshees before oh, they were yeah. even a thing. And like, oh, yeah, he's seen Led Zeppelin and all these bands, and he came with this humongous CD collection. I think it must have been like eight hundred CDs or something in this yeah, like yeah, yeah. Sp- so any inclination super CD that you changing. have to be like,
0: Man, who's this guy? He's yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah you're cool. You're and cool so he would kind of play
1: hacking. things like all the time in the house and then, uh-huh. you know, I'd get attached to things and like or I, I my interest would, you know I'd become interested in something he was playing. Like I know he showed me like Dude Ranch like Blinkman 82 when oh, I was yeah. a kid. That's Probably awesome. shouldn't even been listening to that. But yeah, like yeah, yeah, man, sure. I loved it. Oh, um, such a good record. So yeah, owe oh, a lot to him too. And then I just started playing, and from then on, it was like just uh-huh. the best thing.
0: You get you get into it pretty hard right away. <sighs> oh yeah,
1: yeah. It was intense. <laughs> <laughs> just like could not stop, just listening and playing, or like singing in the car. Uh huh. It's just everything. And then
0: you do the art school thing, like for music specifically. Yeah,
1: and uh-huh. I kind of didn't even want to go at first, uh-huh. um, mainly because all my friends were going to the big high school in Houston uh-huh and like I said I was gonna be the only one going to this tiny art school yeah um so I resisted a little bit um but oh. my mom like kind of pushed me to go there and I think she knew it'd be the better yeah just like you know just do it yeah, yeah like yeah, where you sure. should be uh-huh um so yeah that was like half half the day would be music classes like you know jazz band and things like that yeah um,
0: you just playing guitar or you playing other things yeah
1: just guitar at that time mm-hmm. and um, the other half would be just regular school yeah and it was great I mean and so many great is. people that come out of that school and the teachers are amazing and, and so supportive and so and,
0: totally cultivating and oh yeah
1: that's where you meet Matt and Attica so I met Matt see I think that Matt and I are just like this fate thing that uh-huh. happens so strangely because yeah. you have to <laughs> I just like the story it just makes me so happy but um, I love you, you have to um, audition to get into that school. Uh-huh. And uh, I didn't find this out till later, but they only let in like one freshman guitar player every year. Well, um, and it turns out, as I learned later, Matt auditioned the same year that I did. I ended up beating him for the spot, but then I moved away to France and he tried again. Got uh-huh. into the school, kind of like taking my spot or whatever. Yeah. And so when I came back to like visit, I'd get like go visit the school and just hang out. Um, that's where I met him. So it's like kind of this like, if I had even left, yeah, would he have tried again and uh-huh. taken the spot? And then uh-huh. when I don't know, we just clicked immediately and like we're writing songs in the practice rooms and skipping jazz band to do that and yeah, it was great. What
0: kind of songs were you writing back then?
1: Um, we loved like. You know the kind of Americana folk thing that was happening back then with like Doctor Dog, is this? Uh, 20, uh, 2009, eight, oh, okay. 8 or nine, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, I mean what yeah, I was I like listening Dr. to, Doctor Dog, yeah, Doctor Dog, like Delta Spirit and oh hell yeah, stuff like that.
0: You like the I I like Delta Spirit, but what I like more than anything Delta Spirit ever did is that middle brother. Middle record. brother.
1: Oh. Yeah. And like Deer Tick and <laughs> I still all these put things. that thing. Yeah, There's brother not a bad
0: song on that record.
1: There really isn't. I don't know. Um so I was listening to a lot of that and like Matt and Atticus grew up, I feel like, way cooler than I did. They were listening uh-huh. to pavement and like Yeah. Sonic Youth in middle school and I was into like you know, guitar kid music like ACDC and <laughs> yeah, stuff like sure, that. Sure. Um, but, uh, you know, I
0: love that term guitar kid music. Yeah. It's
1: just like, you know, like guitar uh-huh. tabs, like Led Zeppelin, guitar solos, right. Ozzy Osbourne right. and stuff like that. You just, you, know, you just get and, like,
0: like whatever, whatever band t-shirt your mom can get you at Exactly. Kohl's. Or at Target or something. Right. Oh yeah. my
1: God, I had mm-hmm. so many Target shirts. That's so tight. <laughs> um, but that was what I was into. Then uh-huh. started getting into like the folk thing. And yeah, listen to a lot of post rock sophomore year of high school.
0: That sounds about right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> In France just super sad like yeah. feeling so intense listening uh-huh. to post rock. There well, was there was like not
0: I don't want to I don't want to dwell too much on France. I'm sorry I had a bad time.
1: No, yesterday. but I had a bad time but also it was it was good. It was yeah. a good thing to do. Now yeah, I can go sure. back and like enjoy it. But I saw I was going to say like all these post rock bands are like from Europe and yeah, always totally. play there so I uh-huh. saw so many great shows and like yeah started going to a lot of shows that year actually probably uh-huh. more than i ever did yeah. just because like i don't know i was kind of just i made myself like independent i just didn't want to be friends with like any of these kids yeah because sure. like maybe i held like the same resentment for the whole thing towards them not that they were like mean or anything uh-huh i was just like fuck this like i'm not even gonna try well
0: it's, that's interesting because i think that like one of the one of the qualities i really see in your records is that you do seem to spend a lot of time by yourself.
1: Yeah. yeah. Particularly then. Just going to shows on my own. Like I saw Death Cab for Cutie and Yeah. Oh, that was so good. The best. The best day ever. Uh, uh, I
0: I I have such an affinity for that band. Yeah. I got called out for having uh the photo album queued up on my itunes the other day oh my was god like, what fuck ever. these call
2: outs what <laughs> i'm so over it they're great it's so great if,
1: if you just can't get down i'm sorry you're yeah. missing out on like Yo, for amazing real. musicians like mm-hmm. we were listening to them the other day in the car and it's just like the drum parts are just so it's just finessy and like so good and the bass player is amazing
0: is that Walla? Wallace a bass uh,
1: player, right No, now? I don't even know the bass player's name. I'm, I'm ashamed to yeah, say. Yeah. That's I obvious. know what he looks like. Uh, <laughs> I know what he um, looks like. I saw that uh, sound a settling video. Yeah. I know what
0: they'll look a- like.
1: Amazing bass player. I mean, Ben Gibbard. Can't even say enough about him. I know. But, I uh, know.
0: I really... And that his, like, economy, too. They're a really good band to have in your life when you live in a place like this. Mm-hmm. Because, like, now is
1: the time for it. Yeah. It's cold. You're inside. But you went to, you went to Berkeley, right? I went to Berkeley for one year. Yeah. What um, happened? I just, I, it felt like the right move uh-huh. coming from that high school. Like, I'm going to keep going with this jazz thing and like pursue professional guitar playing or whatever yeah. that means. What kind
0: of jazz were you into?
1: Um, I liked the newer stuff, uh-huh. um, like Brian Blade and Kurt Rosenwinkle. And, you like, like
0: McLaughlin? Yeah. I like McLaughlin a lot.
1: You know, um, Birds of Fire and all that. Yeah. Um. So I was into that sort of thing. Um, Brian Blade was kind of more of a songwritery sort of jazz musician. He would, like, write songs. It, yeah. didn't, it didn't sound like, uh, you know, traditional you know bebop sort of things yeah
0: i'm stuck in the 60s right now yeah like jazz, that's great like you know bill evans stuff. And yeah evans is evans. sick and yeah. i love i'm really getting into ornette coleman yeah i just got a i just ordered a copy of this is our music
1: because i i want it mm-hmm. i want
0: it in my headphones and i want to just like spend as much time
1: as i can with mm-hmm. that thing that guy was on some shit They were all on. I mean, literally on some shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, I loved all that. And um,
0: so, what was it about the? What was it about the world that you you weren't too into? It was
1: just so competitive in this way that I really did not like. Uh huh. Um, I, you know, at Berkeley, and not to talk down on anyone that's gone through the whole Berkeley thing and done that, because I think it is for. A certain kind of musician uh-huh. it just wasn't me yeah um but like at the end of every semester you'd have to like defend this rank that you got mm-hmm. by learning all these things you were supposed to learn and i don't know just like something about life in the practice room i was just done with that like i've put my time in learning what i want to learn right and i kind of had moved more towards just wanting to write songs and like playing a band yeah um and matt went to school in new orleans that first year Mm-hmm. So I was kind of seeing what was going on down there, and he was showing me all these, you know, local college bands and like yeah, the kind yeah. of stuff he was doing. Uh-huh. And I was just like, "Man, I just want to be down there, playing yeah. with these people."
0: Was there like were you finding people outside of Berkeley in Boston? Because I know that I've had a few people on here that ended up doing that. Where,
1: yeah, um, I mean, again, like, I just wasn't. I don't know. It seems to be a common thing where I'm not that open to exploring. feel yeah. like I kind of just settled into like what Matt was doing and like the relationship we had. Uh-huh. It was like maybe stubbornness. Like, I'm just not going to find anything like this here. Yeah. I met a couple of people that, um, I had some good experiences with. Uh huh. Um, but in the end I was just like, man, I just don't want to be here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to be in a band with Matt and go down to new orleans and like the music there was so good this band sun hotel was like the one that was really
0: i don't know sun, Hote- sun hotel they, they
1: are no more uh-huh. but boy tyler scurlock writes some great songs yeah um he's in a band called shark's teeth now oh i know it's shark's Teeth. yeah That's synth good, pop yeah. and like just yeah. ear candy sort of stuff uh-huh. but i actually like covered a sun hotel on soundcloud while i was over there oh, and really? um they had a little a uh, collective in New Orleans called Chinkapin that like all these bands were a part of sun hotel uh-huh. and Wampus, and yeah, I covered the song and it came up in a meeting. Like who's this guy uh-huh. that covered this sun hotel song and Matt was at the meeting. He's like, Oh, I, I know that guy. Yeah. Um, so I kind of infiltrated from afar uh huh <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> I moved, dropped it all and, and went to school in New Orleans. Oh, you're, you were going to school in New Orleans. Yeah. So after my first year at Berkeley, I left and uh-huh. kind of did the same thing at Loyola. But you just know, a much less jazz intense, performance. Intense. Yeah, yeah, less intense. Kind of more focused on my songwriting and uh-huh. making the music I wanted to make.
0: Did it give you room to to play outside and to? Oh yeah, like yeah.
1: the thing about New Orleans is like the musicians there are so good that it's the perfect place to kind of put yourself out there and kind of come into your own. Yeah, because you don't want to like suck in New Orleans. Right. Really. Um, no, like... Just because I don't know, I feel like there's no tolerance for bad musicianship bad you know whatever. yeah it's whatever
0: competitive that in a in a in a very different way it's a, in like yeah maybe that's good. what it is it's like
1: <laughs> encouraging rather than like stressful like oh god like i need uh, to like be this good yeah it's more like i want to be i want to just you know be able to like run with these amazing musicians and like be a part of it
0: yeah totally and i feel, I feel like new orleans too like I don't know. We spent half an hour together so far, and it's much more your speed than a northeastern city. Mm Mm-hmm. Boston's so intense. It's
1: intense. New Orleans is like, you know, you can go do something or just stay inside and... Yeah chill get yeah, drunk for sure um, so it's
0: like it's like punk down there like pretty
1: oh yeah there's a great punk scene down there uh-huh um not that i'm a huge part of it um as far as like you know proper punk right right, but, right. you know well
0: I, you know the the large umbrella diy yeah. like what you're doing and and what community has yeah been community doing.
1: is a huge huge part of that and uh-huh. they've been around for years and years yeah um and you know it's a very supportive culture uh-huh. a lot of activism and yeah um you gotta be. You're in a. You're in a yeah. red state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. make that happen. New Orleans, happen. yeah. And <laughs> New Orleans has a, a whole set of problems, but yeah. Um, I don't know. It's great. Supportive, encouraging. Hmm. You just want to be a part of it. So, w- did you
0: pretty much pick right back up with Matt? And yeah,
1: actually, pretty much. Um, we started a band pretty quickly. Uh-huh. Um, it was called My Father's Rifle with some of his friends there. Okay. And it was like, um, what were we listening to? A lot of Sparkle Horse and Granddaddy. And yeah, yeah. Just oh, sad. I love Granddaddy. Very sad. Oh, there. Jason is like, you know, up there with Ben is like my favorite songwriters. Yeah, yeah, he's but, um, unbelievable. Started a band kind of like that. Didn't last too long. Uh-huh. But it was a lot of fun. I think we wrote some cool songs. Yeah. Um, And then after that, you know, I was in another band with Matt. We kind of like just we're in bands in every band every together. Is, that's yeah. like
0: the feel that i get out of new yeah. orleans is that there's nobody that's in one band everybody's in four
1: yeah oh yeah just because you know playing with everyone's so fun yeah i just want to play with everyone right totally uh, <laughs> and like i want to be in your band it's like yeah. all right let's start something new yeah totally um and so that's what, very supported there too yeah for sure so what
0: how, do, how does it go do you do you start you start pope up
2: first what
1: happened because Atticus still lived in Houston Uh uh-huh he was working at Walmart um, pushing carts great yeah and so you know the three of us had been playing in our high school band yeah up until we started college and that Uh just kind of dwindled away as it does and uh Matt and I lived together Mm -hmm. when I first moved there yeah and then it was just kind of this thing where it's like Atticus like what are you still doing in Houston man pushing carts at Walmart like just move whatever Uh so he did move and then we the three of us lived together and pretty much instantaneously like just started playing yeah we set up like the drum set in the corner of my room and we just had this place where we could just go
0: we in a shotgun apartment In a
1: shotgun house but we all had separate rooms which is kind of nice uh kind of a luxury when you live in a shotgun
0: yeah for sure
1: um but we all had our own space and we were just playing in the house and like wrote you know known weed smoker and just a like a couple of weeks yeah just because we could you know go playing I room, love how walk us
0: those early recordings are too <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> like bug you just went wild on yeah. that
1: yeah I mean we all just we, we all wanted to just be like you know lo-fi yeah um, totally
0: but that like screech on the yeah. on the guitar <laughs> solo yeah totally <laughs> that's, that's Matt So you were going nuts you were y'all were obviously like veering very far away from the from the Delta oh, yeah. spirit
1: yeah 100%. I, at, we're, I mean, I don't know. The kind of music Pope makes is honestly kind of surprising uh-huh. that it sounds like it does because we are not, I don't know, I don't feel like we listen to anything as heavy as it gets sometimes. Yeah, totally. I feel like we turn into different sorts of songwriters. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know why, but uh, it just kind of ends up like that. It's all just more intense and like... Yeah.
0: Well, it's that's interesting because like, one of the things I like about your band a lot is, is the way you and matt contrast Mm -hmm. um because he tends to be a little more literal and your lyrics are like pretty dark Mm -hmm. and broody and matt can get like that too yeah (laughs) well it's 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 it it has a really nice tonal shift between Mm -hmm. the two of you because his voice is like so much it's such a higher register than yours (laughs) yeah and you're you just come in and you just have like this like Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this whole like oral feel to it that's just like pretty stark and pretty dark mm-hmm. and you feel like that's kind of what you like is that you're saying like that's kind of what you become in, in a, yeah
1: it kind of um i mean even with new holland i feel like it never really gets like that uh-huh um yeah we just i don't know there's just like this like dark thing with pope i don't know how it started but we just kind of yeah veered toward that sort of sound well
0: not to get like too freudian but like do you think that it's it's obviously at least like a reflection of some part of yourself like? oh yeah i mean sure <laughs>
1: that's in there for sure um, yeah. maybe it's like kind of a, uh, the three of us are so comfortable with each other that we can go to that sort of place yeah. and not feel like, you know, this is kind of too much. or Yeah, totally. Um, just because, you know, with the songs we write, it's like never any sort of judgment. We all just trust each other so much with yeah. what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it seems
0: very free, too. It's like like you all get like lumped in with that, like, oh, it sounds like Pavement. It sounds like Dinosaur Jr. And it's like... Yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah, but it also you know, it sounds like like Chuck Berry. You know, it's like it's mm-hmm. like got a blues beat to it. It's like like at the it's we've reached a point where it's just like saying something that sounds like, Pavement or Dinosaur Jr. is just like kind of getting a little empty because
1: everybody sounds like yeah. <laughs> Dinosaur I mean, Jr.
0: to an extent.
1: Poppy, grungy, yeah, loud. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but Matt and Atticus are huge Pavement fans, so it's like kind of like you know, you wear your influences on your sleeve. Yeah. You, it's you, in the whether fabric. Whether you intend bet, to or, or a not. a certain you know? extent.
0: But it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like y'all are like a little bit more expansive than, than, than that too. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <but> like, cool. <laughs> well, one of the other things, one of the other things too that I like about like the way you and Matt differ is that like Matt has like these really like flowery vocal melodies. Mm-hmm. And what I like about yours is they kind of like feel like they're intertwined with your guitar Mm -hmm. melodies it's almost like it's just like slight divergent from it yeah is that is that kind of how you yeah i mean
1: um i love you know just guitar like just matching the vocal line with the guitar Uh um i feel like i just tend to write like that maybe it's because um you know i do most of my writing just alone with just the guitar so it's kind of like i don't know It's more fun to play that way for me. Yeah, for sure. But also, I can like, it's like I can anticipate the way the guitar is going to sound more than I can like hear my voice kind of singing something. I kind of start there.
0: You've got a trained ear. I think that's what that is. Well, yeah.
1: That, I mean, with Berkeley and all Uh those classes we had to take, definitely appreciate all that. We had to take. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they made me do all these cool things. Yeah. Um, So there's a lot, there's some of that. I mean, it's also like the people I like to listen to and like, um, Elliot Smith was, like, a very involved guitar player, too. Yeah, totally. Because um, he did so much stuff on his own. Uh-huh. Or just, you know, solo performances just to make it, I don't know, interesting to listen to and, like, yeah, um, just kind of, like, guitar and person are one and, like, these things are yeah, coming his, out together. his
0: voice just totally, like, weaves in mm-hmm. and out of those, those guitar lines. Sometimes it's, it's crazy with him the ability that you can just, through... However many times you want to listen to that record, you're always finding new things. And it's like, it's just a double track guitar. Yeah. And double double voice.
1: Yeah. But it's just like, oh, there's nothing like it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So when did you join Donovan Wolfington?
1: That happened, oh, I don't know the year, but it was right after um, How to Treat the Ones You Love came out. Oh, okay. Um, Because, you know, Donovan Wolfington's had a lot of members kind of change. Uh Uh-huh. There's been like I think three or four drummers. Mike was you know drummer in, in D Wolf too. Yeah. Um, so I joined um, during that time. I could have joined earlier, but um, the bassist that left um, was a you know a good friend of mine. Uh-huh. I felt kind of weird like kind of directly taking his spot. Yeah, um, sure. Just you know for our, it, it wasn't like the cleanest sort of goodbye from the band yeah um so that just kind of made it feel strange but then there was somebody else in between um chris lanthier uh-huh and uh he was in the band for a while until differences arose again and he left the band uh-huh and then that's when i was like all right like it makes sense these are my best friends like Neil, yeah matt was in the band uh-huh mike um so it's just like yeah yeah like all right it's time at the yeah. time timing felt right then. so you
0: join i mean that's kind of when things are like in full swing for mm-hmm. that band
1: so i joined and immediately it was like i'm sure there was some tour coming up pretty soon uh uh-huh. so i just learned the songs and just did it and then we were going
0: you were going like a lot too. yeah that
1: that <laughs> year was kind of crazy um as far as touring goes uh-huh. um it was like 6 months of like pope did a tour then d wolf did something and then d wolf went to europe uh uh-huh. and then i came back and did like a solo new holland thing right for about a month and then after that there was like another pope tour and uh-huh. just all these things kind of intertwining
0: how are you doing with that
1: i mean i love it yeah I, it's like is that what you
0: want to be doing yeah yeah
1: um where i'd rather be <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> here in chicago or like you know yeah. yesterday in columbus or i don't know i enjoy i enjoy like you know the road a whole lot yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah that Dewolf time was pretty busy and kind of crazy
0: um was it was it, it feels like like pope and, and new holland were kind of like more rooted and more like like you're doing a month tour because that's kind of like what you're capable of doing mm-hmm. and, and then d wolf is like this pretty full-scale yeah
1: operation yeah the other things were kind of just Snuck in between, uh-huh. just cause like you know we got to keep up with that too, right? Not that we had to, but it was like I mean, felt like we had to, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, just to kind of keep things moving.
0: So what 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 happened with the were you, were you with it till the end?
1: Yeah, um, we have deal with has a record kind of sitting, um, that Comrec I think is gonna be putting out next uh-huh. March. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, it kind of just. Hey Bub, um, it ended, you know, peacefully, and like, you know, I mean, some things were kind of weird as band yeah, endings sure. do go.
0: It's it's kind of impossible to have. A yeah, especially
1: one. the thing like D Wolf, where like, you know, there was this other partnership of Neil and Matt, uh-huh. where they started that thing. They were the only two consistent members the whole time. Yeah. Um, so some things happened, and we're no longer. Yeah. But there's a record coming out. That's and good. Neil lives in Nashville now. He uh-huh. moved in November. Uh. Left oh, New really? Orleans, yeah.
0: So he was doing Oh, Neil uh, no, no, okay. So okay. So Matt records like everything in New Orleans, right? Yeah, yeah. And then Neil Neil moved to
1: Neil Oops. moved to Nashville. He recorded a solo record in Philly recently. Oh, really? Um, and
0: he, he's played with you a couple times with New Orleans, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: He's played in the band and then Neil and I had our own thing called Sprawling. Uh-huh. Which is like a little two piece. Yeah. Um that was super fun. Yeah. It's like the closest to Blink-182 I ever got to. Oh, hell yeah. You know, uh-huh. do. True. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were the four of us were just very tight-knit and, like, very involved in uh-huh. everyone's projects. And, like, in the end, there's, like, three songwriters in D-Wolf plus Mike, who is, like, an amazing engineer and has his own sort of mm-hmm. plan. It was like, we can't put all our eggs in one basket right now. Yeah, it's got to be know? difficult. It's hard because it's like, you know, if D-Wolf were to continue with kind of the plan we had, it was like a couple of things have to stop and nobody yeah. really felt ready to like say, Stopped okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Where are you, I guess in all of that as, as somebody who's been in the, in the band for the least amount of time, do you feel like you can say only so much or,
1: um, well, I mean, I've, you know, was involved with them since like the first tour that I, you know, I went with them and, uh-huh. um, I was always kind of like a part of things, um, but you know, I wasn't like as attached to the band as say Matt and Neil were yeah. just cause it was like, you know, I'm just playing bass in my friend's band, uh-huh. but I had my other things going on. Yeah. So I didn't feel like it was definitely like sad, Uh uh-huh. a loss for sure, but I was able to kind of just like, all right, well, I guess this is done and I'll move forward with the things I'm still working on. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: and those are like kind of starting to yeah mm, a and bit. maybe
1: because we have more time uh-huh um and we you know we can put more energy into it but yeah yeah
0: for sure so when did when did you start doing New Holland
1: it started kind of when I moved it was always a thing I was doing uh-huh um just like little solo songs in my room, yeah. That I do like into my iPhone or something like that. Yeah, I, think I love first... those iPhone recordings. Yeah, they're great. You get good guitar sound out of that. Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't know what it is. People say there's some built-in compressor or whatever. Uh huh. Um, even like you know, Jeff Tweedy on his solo thing he did with his son, I think there's a lot of iPhone recordings in that or like oh, really? within the songs. But uh, it's just this great tool. You just put it on your desk and you just do it. And yeah. I don't need like the whole computer and all this and that. And I was happy with the tone of it. Just Yeah, totally. Um, just get it done.
0: One of the things I like about it, too, is that I feel like it fits in with a lot of those songs. Because a song like Wide-Eyed or Foot Caught in the Door, it's just <laughs> this very like in-the-moment feel. And it's sort of like like I get this vision of like you know Foot Caught in the Door, you're like, Oh, yeah, I should do this. Okay, let's
1: do it right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, and, like, you know, with the tambourine, it was just, like, sitting on the, the bed or whatever, and it's uh-huh. like, all right, I'll do that, too. Yeah. The way I would do it is, like, since I couldn't, like, multi-track on the, on the iPhone, I'd have to do, like, one track at a time and then, like, email it to myself and put uh-huh. it into Logic and, like, listen to it on my laptop while I recorded the other one into the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was very in the moment, and, like, all those songs are, like, just little you know, bursts of emotion or whatever uh-huh. that I wouldn't go back to and like revise in any way. I still am not much of a reviser. Yeah. It's just kind of just like, this is what it was. And you I'm, gotta I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's hard to like put yourself back. I didn't, mean, some people are good at that and like able to go back and like change things and revise. And a lot of times I wish I could do that. Yeah. Um,
0: I can never do it with with song lyrics. I could do it with other writing very easily, mm-hmm. but like song lyrics, like it's, no.
1: You got to, you know, you kind of like black out, I feel like when you're like writing writing things or you're in that emotional state and well, it's, it's hard it's, to
0: It feels like it feels like it's like just very clear. It's mm-hmm. like clear enough to me when it's just like like you wrote these two things here mm-hmm. and then you came back and you tried to do something. That, like, <sighs> that third
1: verse is kills me. Yo, for <laughs> real. It's like I'll get like one, two, maybe a chorus or something. And yeah. then after that, it's like, Oh geez, Yeah. I got a minute and a half and I can't go further. It's
0: like people write bridges and you're like, what the yeah fuck?
1: <laughs> Like what? <laughs> but that's the thing. Some people have this process down that I just, I guess still haven't learned how to do. Yeah. Um, Are you kind of, when it, when it comes out, it comes out. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just comes out. It is what it is. Uh-huh. Sometimes you kind of get back in that mental zone. Yeah. Sometimes you don't. Um,
0: <laughs> so like going back to to Pope songs and the and the, you know, the part of yourself that that goes into this like, you know, this this representation that you have in those songs. Like well, how do you think the new Holland songs compare?
1: I think it's the same place. Uh-huh. Maybe just less um I think Poe gets a little more anger yeah. out. Not that I'm an angry person in any way. Yeah. But I'm, it's, I'm not catching that yeah. at all. <laughs> um it's um I don't know, kind of fun to like indulge in those sorts of things with like, you know, a you know, nastier guitar tone or like kind of a more aggressive lyric. Yeah, sure. Um I think they're the same kind of person, just kind of one is a little more in the bedroom, just kind of quiet, just thinking a little more. Uh-huh. The other one's a little more I don't know.
0: I got this. I got this thing that I'm strapped yeah, to, and, yeah. And I got a lot of power behind me, mm-hmm.
1: and I got my boys backing me up. Oh yeah. <laughs> so there's more power there.
0: I love that. I love <laughs> that this is that this band has gone back to when you were 15. Yeah. That's incredible.
1: It's it's surprises me with all the bands that have come and gone. Uh huh. It's like how are the three of us still going? And it feels you
0: know? like you, you you spend that much time with somebody and you go through that many phases of life that you can just read them in a way that's just like, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I don't have to worry about like why you're quiet today.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just know that you're. It quiet. makes touring <laughs> just wonderfully easy because yeah. we all have just learned each other's little, you know, things. Or uh-huh. I Matt and Atticus know when I'm in a mood or I know when they're in a mood and we just kind of move yeah. forward. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Leave him alone when he needs to be left alone.
0: And so you're doing you're doing the New Holland thing, and um, and you started working on Alligator, mm. which just came out. Just came out. <laughs> Long time ago, you were working on. Mm-hmm. What happened?
1: Um, I mean, a lot of. Uh, feel more self conscious about the New Holland songs than yeah. I do. Any other project? I think that was a big part of it. Uh uh-huh. Because um, I recorded a whole. V- I finished it, you know, I recorded it with Mike at his studio and we got it to a point where it was done and that was just, you know,
0: Uh
2: it
1: just wasn't there. So we scrapped it and just redid the whole thing. Did
0: he think it wasn't there or were you the only one who thought it wasn't there?
1: I think, I mean, it was mainly like my feeling like we have to do this again. Uh And, you know, he just was like, all right, you know, we're just going to do it again. Yeah. Um, But yeah, some, you know, the songs, some of them are pretty old um but it was just one of these things where i just wanted it to like i don't know i could have waited another year to put it out even but yeah. i had to call it you know it's done at some point but i just i don't know i just wanted to feel good about it so it was it was like you
0: get to a certain point where it's like all right it's 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 close enough here
1: just, yeah yeah
0: it's not it's not mine anymore because you now can like you fiddle
1: was... around with those things forever and like uh uh-huh. you know go in mind circles about how something should be or something shouldn't yeah. be. It's tough when it's just you. Yeah. And it's like so personal and like, it's like, it's me. It's like, these are, this is no one. Like I couldn't like bounce these things maybe cause I chose not to. I just really wanted it to just do it myself. But uh-huh. at some point you just have to like trust your instinct and be like, all right, this is going to be fine. Yeah. It's going to be Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's, it's, it's wild, too, you know, you have, like... I can't like, go on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to yeah, come out. Yeah, it's Samuel Beckett mug. Oh, there you go. Um, True Talent Champion. This is the second Pope LP. Mm-hmm. came out in the beginning of November. I, I, re- <laughs> I really like the way that that project has aged, just because Matt, at this point, just, like, completely reminds me of Gerard... From teenage fan club
1: oh, great band one of our fa- favorites it. for sure
0: i was i was listening to your record last night i was listening to that pope record and oh i forget the name of the of the pope song but it, it's like in the middle and I was like, man, this is such a Gerard melody. And then I just watched Teenage Fan Club videos for like 45 oh, yeah. minutes, and I was like, hell yeah. Yeah,
1: there's no no Pope Tour without so, like a solid Teenage Fan Club day. Oh, this so, so once you great. start, you just can't. Yo, and once. It's like, I got to hear this one and this one too.
0: Yeah, because like songs from North Britain. Like,
1: and people totally overlook that record. That's mm-hmm. such a good record. I haven't actually even spent that much time with it. Here you go. It's yeah. it's
0: time. It's time you start. They, you know they're so good because like, you get to a point where they're just like, they go from like ripping off Big Star to ripping off the Birds, mm-hmm. and they're just <laughs> equally as good. In yeah.
1: Sometimes <laughs> I, I mean, Atticus would love to play some power pop like that, and I just wish I yeah. could write a song like that for him. Oh man. <laughs>
0: um, I mean, my favorite part of that record, though, it's talk me out of it. When you say, talk me out of it before I drive with my eyes closed again. Uh,
1: yeah. Where'd that line come from? That shit is so good. It's from, I don't know, just a, uh, a real bad place, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bad times. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just kind of. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know. I, you spend so much time in the car doing this and like, mm. i the car is like a super comfortable place for me. Yeah. Um, it's always kind of been, maybe just growing up in Houston where you have to drive everywhere, like Matt lived 20 minutes from me and he was close. Yeah. Um, but you know, you're driving around, it's like this place where you just are in this little box, just completely separated from everything. You just do so much thinking. Yeah, totally. And you also have so much control over, you know, what could happen. Everything. And so, you know, these like, weird thoughts that kind of filter in and just kind of go as soon as they come and yeah so i think it was just kind of one of those things
0: it's uh, one of the it's it's an interesting like i guess i think about this you know a lot that like there's um certain certain things that come into your head like you know yeah like the 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 ability that you have behind the wheel at mm-hmm. any moment and the the thought it's so human to have, yeah, behind the wheel, i mean any
1: in any moment, you know, yeah, um, you're so in control of things, yeah,, um, and you know, maybe like you want someone to like I don't know give you some like you know the whole talk me out of it thing, just like acknowledge me and like tell uh-huh. me you know this you know things are okay, but it's like. I don't know if no one knows how do they say things to you to right chill <laughs> like relax yeah exactly
0: man. and like and like it's it's tough too even you know even surrounded by people that you've been around for a really long time to know how to ask mm-hmm. how to get how to get that feeling without you know doing something that's yeah like pseudo crazy yeah
1: and you know we have these songs that we can indulge in these feelings and yeah. kind of process it and. Then it's, you know, it goes away until the next song or yeah, whatever. Yeah, totally. But uh, not everyone has that. Um, yeah.
0: I, I, I love the way that those records sit side by side with Alligator. Because <laughs> Alligator, it, it feels so, like, naturalistic. Like, it feels very, very influenced by living in a place like New Orleans, mm-hmm. just with, like, the, the plants that you talk about and with the animals and the line about it raining all the time. yeah. <laughs> such an apartment record that's such like an in-your-room mm-hmm. record is that where it comes from it's
1: just like yeah i mean it, yeah um just kind of like living life and then coming back to your little sanctuary and uh-huh thinking about everything um and with the with those songs too I've you know a lot of early new holland was very like love songs and like they were about this person or that person uh-huh. and there are some that there are you know some on the record that are like that, yeah. But it kind of just turned more into a self reflection sort of thing, like yeah, um, almost like being you know my own sort of therapist, kind of like bouncing ideas off myself. And like in some of the songs, it's like you know I'm talking to myself about these things, or like there's this this character, or that character, and right stuff like that. What do you find in in the alligator? You go back a couple of times. Yeah, um, the alligator is just um, a way to put. All these, you know, negative things I feel into like one thing, just rather than uh-huh. list them off. Yeah. The alligator is like everything negative. Not that alligator, I don't know. I love gators and like I think they're misunderstood creatures. Yeah. In a way that these feelings might be understood also. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Misunderstood. Um, but it was just like an easy way to kind of like dump everything into one little guy. Yeah. Um, in Pope, it was like the color red or something like that. Yeah, for sure. For um, sure. Um, Just, you know, quick, easy, insert it, keep bringing it back because it's always kind of present. Um, What
0: I like about the alligator, too, is that, like, you know, an alligator is something that just annihilates. It just destroys. But it's
1: also, you know... A very cute thing it's cute. It sits under the water most uh-huh. of the time. it doesn't want to be bothered, <laughs> yeah. nor does it even like think about you there right. There's a lot of uh you know nice little swamps in the New Orleans area, and you can go and I mean, I've been this close to an alligator just walking over him, uh-huh, and he's just sitting there so stoic. it's just like this thing that could do so much damage, and yeah. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it just chooses not to. But it's you know it's there. Yeah. The potential is there. I love it. Yeah.
0: I love it. That thing's been around for
1: billions of years. Yeah. They're dinosaurs. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I do. I do love them.
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny. It's funny, like listening to that record, because it feels like it feels like um, you know comes from it comes from a need to kind of be inside. And I was just like thinking so much about like the the times when you're like the the seasons in new orleans Mm -hmm. and how like new orleans is a place that forces you to stay inside for months at a time and we're just at the beginning of that in chicago Mm -hmm. so i'm like i'm like already in this like all right every every minute that i'm outside is like you know, worse than the last one. Yeah, yeah. Like I've just spent way too much time thinking about like getting from point a to point B and, and I'm listening to this you know, and like getting the same feeling from it, but it's, you know, the, uh, the exact opposite. Yeah, reason. It's not a
1: hundred degrees, Yeah, it's you know, <laughs> negative,
0: whatever it is. Yeah. for sure. I got to uh, put nine layers to go outside. But yeah. This is what I was listening to like through that. And it was kind of, it'll warm me up a little bit. Yeah. But.
1: Well, I'm glad. <laughs> um, yeah, inside is good. I like inside. I but maybe, inside. maybe it's just like, wow, we like inside so much. Just give me an excuse to get back in there. Yeah, totally, um, totally. Maybe.
0: Well, it's great having you over. Thanks for. Thanks for thanks doing for this. man. Yeah. bye Great Thank talking to you. For you. Me. Hell and, yeah. us, and coffee.
1: Oh Hell yeah. yeah. Sweet dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: cool. Feel good? Yeah. yeah, I feel great. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Hey, great stuff. Such a sweetheart. The whole band was here. They hung out in the living room. Alex and I did the interview. I really had a, just a lovely energy to sit across from. And, you know, this this understanding of himself and what's working for him, what doesn't work for him, the story about his high school days in France, you know, it made me... Think about my sister a lot. Uh, very excited for her. She just got accepted into the creative writing program at University College of Dublin. So proud and so very excited for Alex, who seems to just, you know, he really has come to his own as a songwriter, as a player, as a recorder, and, you know, as a creator, finding the place that feels right, the environment. Which befits him. Those are good lessons. Ones that we can all take in. So thankful to have him on. Check out New Holland online. newholland.bandcamp.com Pope can be found at popeband.bandcamp.com Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Rate it. Write a review. Tell a friend about the show. Like the page on Facebook. You can send me a message on there. The website. Betteryetpod.com Merchandise I've, I have gotta start plugging this At the beginning of the show right T-shirts Buttons Are all available At betteryatpod.com Slash merch And we are also on Bandcamp Betteryatpodcast.bandcamp.com And thank you so much Thank you Chloe Thanks to Alex And thank you All of you doing this thing and i've just been showered with support from the get-go excited to continue on with it to continue on to new things be back next week thanks folks